Aloha, Reject Nation. We have made it to the end of <laughs> Season 4, Part A of Stranger Things. Stranger Things 4, Chapter 7, The Massacre at Hawkins Lab. This is a, a crazy-ass episode. There's nothing really uh, more I should say in this intro than that. Uh, if you want to check out the reaction highlights, come on over to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash therealrejects. Get your reaction highlights with footage included over there. Or if you want to sync up, bring your own copy and enjoy the full experience with us that's over at patreon.com slash the real rejects would love to have you we got a bunch of stuff over there stranger things three reactions as well a uh, whole bunch of other exclusive shows with highlights and watch alongs included a couple watch alongs exclusive shows as well uh, but yeah for right now thank you so much for joining us on this journey if you've joined us it's been a very fascinating i think probably very memorable season and uh, i'm i'm fascinated what to see what lies ahead so uh, anyway appreciate all your love and support and and uh, we'll see you for part B in a couple of months and whatever else we got going on. Check out the Obi-Wan stuff. Check out, uh, you know, the boys we got coming up. Miss Marvel. There's so much. Anyway, appreciate y'all. Enjoy the review. Okie dokie. <laughs> that was a hell of a finale. Yes, sir. Speaking of time travel from the time this is uploaded. Because we are shot way in advance yes. <laughs> in terms of what's been uploaded. We are at, uh, we are 50, 48 subscribers away from a million. So I'm assuming we'll be there by the time this video is up. So thank Dude. you guys in advance. If, if one person in every continental United State were to pledge right or to subscribe right now, we would hit it. Yeah, That's there's right. a way to do it. And then, you know, get Alaska and Hawaii just for good measure. And I weirdly have a really big headache coming on for some reason. And a nosebleed starting, and a nosebleed. right? Yeah. yeah. And I'm it starts with headaches. You're going to have a vision. Headed. You're yeah. going to see some trauma from the past that you haven't yet resolved. And then you're going to start levitating. I've seen it all. <laughs> um, well, that was a hell of a, an episode. That God was damn. a final or a mid-season That did not final. feel like an hour and 40 minutes. I know, right? It really flew by. That yeah. flew by really quick, mm -hmm. surprisingly. It was gripping. I thought I would feel an hour and 40 minutes. It's weird because, like, I, I guess it's maybe it's something to do with the proportions because it, it feels like you're still getting just as much, like, both character and science fiction, you know, high mm -hmm. concept action. But I almost wonder if it's just the effect of it's just a bit expanded on all fronts. And so instead of moving, it's like this season has been very cinematic, but instead of moving drastically differently, maybe it's just that they're giving each scene a bit more time than they normally would in 42 minutes or something like that. I found myself at one point getting a little frustrated because I was going, why are we taking forever to build up to Eleven massacring these kids? We already know she does it. What's taking so long? <laughs> yeah. like, I already know where it's going. Just get to it already. And um, yeah, then, then when they had the walkie reveal with, with one on there. Which was really obvious. I think what wasn't obvious was that he's Vecna. That wasn't obvious at all. Way yeah. to way to go, show. That wasn't obvious whatsoever. I mean, I don't know. It wasn't obvious for me at least. It was, it was obvious for you. Good morning, children. Interesting. That's Vecna. Yes. <laughs> That's right. Origins. Because when he gave the speech about one, I was like, he's probably one. Yeah, 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 absolutely. No, I mean, I, I always, from the start, 
thought that there was something more to that memory that Eleven has of the massacre. I, I, I of course, yeah. I'm like, there's some reason why she didn't massacre these kids, or she they maybe had it coming or something. But more, moreover, I was like, I don't think she killed any of these kids. And so uh, you really thought she didn't kill any of them? I thought something else might have like propelled her. Well, the fun thing to me is that my initial thought was that was. I don't think she did it. I think there's something beyond that mirror that holds the context. But then what I appreciate is they got me from there then into a place of limbo where I was like, well, damn, though, these kids are terrible and they all seem to be like that. So maybe it is something where she's pushed too far. Like they got me wondering whether she actually did it or not. And then, yeah, I, I mean, I thought it was going to be some type of thematic compliment thing, which they were doing. So I don't know if it if it uh, undercuts <laughs> that theme of yeah. you know because it seemed like th what they were doing was like trauma repeating itself and because she has repressed trauma that she is taking this out on her life as jane hopper in school and mm -hmm. she's doing what she did when she was younger which was like kill the bullies yeah the bullies when really what she's always done is is try to help the the you know uh, benevolent or the weaker you know but well fucking brenner's gotta know the truth then right he's got the whole video too yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, how many times has that dude come back from pretty much being dead? I mean, he he's <laughs> I'm saying that like he but knew yeah. a, I don't know what he wanted one to he wanted 11 to remember it this way. Well, yeah, I think he needs it, it's it's interesting because there's so much in both the Vecna perspective and in this Nina perspective that are about like walking head on into some kind of guilt or trauma or, or, or whatever that might be. And so, yeah, I, I, I don't know exactly what the scientific mumbo jumbo is, uh, but I do get that it's like, yeah, he knows what happened, but it's more about her needing to walk through it to go back and unlock those muscle memories and find her capabilities once more. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, I thought they made a really nice dovetail. I think the other thing too, like, is that it, early on I was thinking okay a lot of the motifs are similar in that you have the flickering lights and you have all the kids with their limbs twisted and their eyes gouged so there must be some kind of direct connection but I never would have guessed that that it is one who becomes you know who is basically launched into and imbued with just the essence of the upside down and then becomes him which is a really sinister like I'm still processing it because in this moment you know it's fresh but at the same time it feels like a really cool bookend because so much mm -hmm. rides on Eleven and so much uh, is put on her involvement in opening up that gate and right. kind of creating this scenario. And yeah, you do have this sort of equal opposite in Vecna and, and an antithesis to her. And it makes it a very sort of personal thing between her and the Upside Down, which there's always been a quality of. Oh yeah, the Upside Down's always been after her for a reason. Yeah, and I think this is, at least right now, like I need some time to chew on it, but I think this is a pretty compelling reason, you know, and, and to go to support the hive mind and just that power of... Yet Vecna's never been after Eleven. I know, and that's something, too, that I kept wondering. Like, that was my theory frequently was like, oh, maybe he, you know, was there, you know, earlier, you know, and, and tried to prey on her then, and maybe... Or maybe that's why he's doing, building all the gates, because he knows he needs something stronger to take her down, since Eleven seems to stop it all the time. Also that, too, yeah, possibly for sure. Because, yeah, it makes me wonder, like... Yeah, why wouldn't he have, you know, tried to prey on her? But maybe it's just that. It's like, I can't prey on her until I am, like, Megazord power. And he's probably, I bet, collecting the kids and putting them on his ritual clock totem thing to do some kind of massive energy surge or, or absorption or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. So 
Because, yeah, the Mind Flayer is the one who's ultimately the top dog. Yeah, 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 yeah. One is the five-star general. So, yeah, not like the origin of the Upside Down, but I think definitely sort of a, a big slingshot in its sentience and malevolence. <laughs> it is fascinating what they're doing here. I, I think with season, it's not complete yet. It doesn't feel complete. Right now, I mean, I, I rewatched the first three seasons a couple months ago. Now, then immediately swinging into this. And this this definitely feels like it's in a lot of ways it's feeling like this could be the final season when I when I know it's not they they said they have one more season after part B is done, um, but so far I'd be like this is probably my second favorite season mm -hmm. thus far, like I think cinematic wise it is the best mm -hmm. by a long shot, um, just like season one story is just it's just a perfect tale like it's a perfect story to me it's i'm like that that is just perfect it's just the right size it's the right size yeah. and it's the and, and like the, they, the way they flesh out all the characters you know whereas here you know it's like i i, I would i want to i have to wait and see what part b is like and then i might declare this my favorite season but right now it's i'm like oh it's already definitely taking the cake for spot number two <laughs> it's yeah. yeah it's got aspects of my favorite season for sure and i'm curious to see how they stick the season four landing because it's paced interestingly in the way that they've released this and i've seen a lot sure. of people online echoing the sentiment of like guys go to a weekly model especially if you're going to do these feature length episodes so that yes. we can really gather around them and it's interesting to watch as they've split it up because this right here and now doesn't feel like it's complete which is fine that's what a mid-season finale is supposed to be and i get why they broke it up here because you do get such a huge bit of context and a big revelation and now we get to stew on that but it is sort of interesting that we have just two more installations long though they may be and i wonder how that's going to feel as a wrap-up and i appreciate them giving us the space but I, I yeah i'm very curious to know how this is going to feel as a complete season once it's done but at least right now, there are, like I said, aspects of the filmmaking and of the themes and of the tone that are some of my favorites. I mean, you can look thus far at the season overall and say, yeah, I mean, you know, like Jonathan and Mike and Will and Argyle, like they just kind of trailed off right now. We'll see them again. But, you know, like that's there are things that are maybe a little less refined here and there. But what is refined is so good. <laughs> like uh, this, this could be my favorite, especially as like uh, a fan of horror and a fan of just when they're able to balance out more character meat with all that you see here and i think that also the the plotting has been pretty satisfying as far as i'm concerned what was the thing that i was trying to what i was trying to figure out was is, are they implying that there is some type of deeper connection genetic wise with one and eleven is that that's what i was trying to figure out because uh, they were saying like he brenner wanted more sort of labeling so are they some type of are they given powers or are they are they genetically cloned or are they what, what are they? they they do refer to them as brothers and sisters but i thought it was more of like an umbrella academy thing or yeah, or, or, or just a title thing actually more than umbrella academy, academy. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah or or is it just a title thing of you know you have you know, like they're the ones with powers so yeah we we, we call them brothers and sisters um because he didn't seem attached to any of them no, not at I all. Mean, he, didn't, he didn't care about his own family either. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's got that sociopathic detachment. But I why don't. Did, why, did, why did Vecna show Nancy everything? Was it just for us too? 
I think it's just for us. Just the title. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I guess so. It's like she. I'm I mean, like, I. It's a good thing you're showing in this while we're going back to this storyline. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good question, and that's one. Th there are aspects that I want to go back and watch again for for the clarity's sake. Uh, right. Because yeah, I mean, I I believe it thematically because she is the investigator and she's the one who you know goes and gets in and talks to Creel, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So like, there are dramatic reasons I appreciate it, and at the time it was happening, I sort of took it as. Okay, she's because she's stumbled upon his, uh, you know, lair, right? Uh, is she, is she there? Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the spot <laughs> where, yeah, yeah, because they, they said like Max, they didn't, Max didn't want to, uh, she, he didn't want Max to see that spot either, or Max yeah. implied that, yeah. So she's back in his like lair or whatever. So I almost wonder if like because he's a little more like disconcerted when people show up there, if if it was like she's kind of peering in on or given a channel to something that he's probably not even aware yet that she's seeing and maybe that's how he becomes aware enough to be like oh you're next on my list for you know trauma camp yeah, for yeah. recruitment um but i i would have to go back yeah and and check because it is convenient to see all that <laughs> uh but I, I mean i still liked I, that was just a great twist um so mm -hmm. yeah i mean we got that covered and who is this guy he's the guy i, I don't i know i've seen him in other stuff i know he was in like Immortal Instruments or whatever and other things, but I most associate... He doesn't look American. He's British, yeah. He's the, He sings Joanna. I feel you. He's the, the young Joanna. sailor. Joanna. Sweetie Todd? Yeah. Oh, really? I, I think that's him, yeah. The young sailor guy who, yeah, who's uh, in love with yeah. Joanna. That's that's my biggest association yeah. with him. Yeah, well, he seems far from American. I know. He's got, like, he's got the accent down, but at the same time, I'm like, you, you seem like a... a British actor is really good at keeping this. Accent. He's got a uh, he's got Bill Skarsgård thing going yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, totally, absolutely does. Um, I, I yeah, I thought he was great because it always came across like a little creepy, but the show had me sold that he was nothing more than some disturbed orderly. Yeah, exactly. After all, even though you you initially guessed that, as most of us probably did, like, yeah. you're probably number one. Um, <laughs> the show kept going for a while where I was like. No, I guess he is just a guy. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? Just a guy who has a lot of compassion. Uh, and, so, yeah. I, and I think that's a benefit of the longer sort of storytelling is you, you can, can lead really well. Yeah, and you can suggest things without being obvious about it. You know, that's pretty obvious. Without being overly, <laughs> without the kind of obviousness that comes with being confined to forty-two minutes alone. <laughs> well, I think it was cool how they also were able to visually realize a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Um, of. You know, like what with the with the gates when they go through the upside down, oh, like I the, love the way they mess with perspective, and yeah. the physics of it all. Like I was like, I don't, I'm not really wrapping my head around how this works until they like go through it. And I'm like, oh, okay, now it makes sense. But I was like, it's it so does look fun. Weird. Yeah, it's <laughs> it so, does look like it's a very cathartic thing yeah. to watch because you can feel it. Yeah, and then you see the flip side, like how it must have been for Will when mm -hmm. he was in the upside down. And they advance their technology or communication skills of yeah. how to communicate through the lights. I thought was really smart. That was very uh, well, revelatory. Yeah. That brought it back. Like a lot of this has felt like it ties into season one more than the others, and uh, and the way. I mean, more than the others. They've all always tied into season one, but the ties back into. Yeah, this, that's why I mean by how it feels like a final season because it seems like they're like really going full circle in this one season. But when they when they get to uh, when when they are in the upside down, I like. I thought that the flip of it was neat because before it was like preteens, now it's the teens. Yeah. Even though they are teenagers now, the, the young ones, but before they were preteens, now they're teens going around uh, through the upside down and then watching like Eddie and Steve and how they have this weird kind of bond over the fact that they have 
Dustin. They're both <laughs> Dustin's big brother. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they both like want to be that guy. Yeah. I love them. Like, I, and I love that they got like little moments like that. Sure. Hey, Steve got his uh, wish this episode to finally be paired up with different people throughout. Um, but yeah. I feel the Nancy thing is a little unexpected. Nancy and Jonathan. I feel like after that, like there was something so refreshing in the first couple of seasons about the way that things play out between Steve and Nancy and her getting with Jonathan and Steve kind of having to grow up and shed some of his more, you know, asshole tendencies. Like I thought that was all really interesting and now it, it is one aspect. I can see how, and I'll wait to see how they pay it off. I can see how that might be sweeping and lovely for them to be like, no, it was you all along. But it does feel to me at the moment like, they need something for the personal we, lives of these characters. We need something. We need some type of romance. We always need to put Nancy in some type of romance. And then <laughs> Steve's always got to be looking for love. And I feel like those are the two main things we've given those characters yeah, yeah. beyond Steve always having a new job and Nancy trying to be a reporter. And so, you know, I guess we have to mix up their romantic tension again. And I I don't know. It's, it's one of those things where I'm like, it could happen. And there are aspects of them getting back together that would be cathartic but i'm not like oh it's gotta be like there's no other way <laughs> except no. for steve and nancy well it doesn't even feel like conflicting because you forget about like oh yeah jonathan her yeah jonathan show doesn't even have like a one scene with them talking on the phone i know <laughs> yeah, and they've like, they've made things of their you know like, like the distance from each other but like the show wants you to like not care about them it's kind of even funny. though in real life they are a couple they really are charlie heaton and natalie natalia natalia dyer, dyer? yeah yeah, yeah. Wow! For years, cool. Good for them. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, good for them. I would love to see some of that come into this. Well, I think ever since Charlie Heaton's instances, I think that's really, that's I think it's the timeline of the way things have worked yeah. out with his character in the show seem to line up. Yes, <laughs> with his legal woes. Yeah, <laughs> no, they definitely do. Um, I'm rooting for payoff, but so am I. And uh, I, so I like that. And then of course, you know, Hopper and Russia. I thought. The way I thought they actually managed to make Murray an actual badass. Well, and I think that works mainly because you've seen it go the classic road trope way yeah. so many times of like, I'm a black belt. And, and and they even bother to bring up like, I've never fought in a real fight. And yeah. it was a very yeah, uh, uh, satisfying subversion and his grip on Russian, you know. Well, and also like Hopper's, you know, um, this this mournful state that he's in and pitiful state more than that it's just a really disparate state that he's in to the point where he just feels like cursed and then hopeful yeah. and then to have his prayers answered with his angelic savior yeah i thought was so beautiful and the build up to the demogorgon fight because you know you knew that was coming <laughs> and to i even think like the way the, they 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 arc the relationship with enzo and him is good it's, yeah. it's really natural the way they did it um you could see how they became like you know, actual friends in the end, but the 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 fight was was so because not only did they throw down the horror in the season, they make it so much more violent. Yeah, it's so much more violent. The upside down's not fucking around. Like it's always <laughs> the show's always been like pretty violent, but the, this season, this time, I'm like, this is like. It was really violent, it was gooey, <laughs> yeah. gooey, gross, it's really yeah. R-rated. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of it. stuff that is really like uncomfortable. Yeah, and and the way they utilized the the demogorgon that time around was really intense, and 
uh, it was like the coolest because normally the, when you fight Demogorgons, it's like super dark and shaded. And mm. You can't see what the hell's really going on. <laughs> There's yeah. flickering lights. And here they threw down on the VFX to make this imposing, crazy fight in the in the bright night sky yeah. <laughs> and the snow. And it was so cool. Like it was it was a cool one and also like shockingly violent at times. Yeah. There was like shocking like there was a couple of moments there that I was like, I can't believe they just did that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It packs that punch because too it's been it's like it's been a while since we've seen like a, a straight yeah. demogorgon, you know, so that you got that build up and I love how they just wrung every last ounce of tension out of that just push into the doorway because you know what's coming and yet they, they're good at making you like we're sitting there wondering like what's it gonna be all beefed up and hulked out because it's been just sitting here feasting on prisoners all this time but it, yeah it's... well there was a, there was a one of the earliest pieces of footage they ever showed of this season was one with hopper and a flamethrower and, I, and I'm like, who'd... oh, it's coming. Do you remember that image at all? A Standing bit. in the doorway. Yeah. And it's like he's ready to flame something, but doesn't. I'm like, where's that? Where's <laughs> when they're going to do their thing blood test? <laughs> and their thing that in their next season, where they. I mean, that was the thing. When I hear the runtime of, of the last episode of this season, which is like two and a half hours or something. It, it makes me go like, why don't you just divide it? That doesn't make sense. Make but it the, but, a, a crisp three episodes. But then I watch this and I go, I don't know. This was like, I, I wouldn't want to cut it. Even though there were a few times where I thought it ended. <laughs> but, yeah. but I wouldn't like I wouldn't have this episode any other way. Yeah, we've gotten to a point where I trust as much as it, it does from the outside look a bit like, okay, so we're going to wait a month and then we're going to have these just these two additional experiences but i trust the way that they've decided to do this thus far because aside from yeah that, that theory of i think it would actually benefit this show to go week by week the what they've given us here does feel like a satisfying chunk to now stew upon as we get ready well, for the final you, you countdown. can't go week by week and with with the way they want to control the runtime yes you can't just one week have a Oh, well, if you're week by week on Netflix, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it wouldn't matter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For some reason, I was like, you can't just put this on a network television. No, <laughs> but that's the thing yeah, is, but... no, we don't have those concerns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On Netflix, you can mess with that, though. Yeah, or or release them, do Arcane, and release them, like, an act at a time or something. Like, I, I'm glad that they've split it up to some variety, but this is more than ever, and I feel like the previous seasons of Stranger Things even have, to me, I've been more content with them as a binge, as a one kind of big unit. But this was like... Most of these are showstop. Like, literally, a few, maybe one episode to me right now feels like a transitional or like a bunch of play setting or whatever. Uh, and not in a bad way, but just like each of these feels like its own piece. I get that it's part of a bigger story. It feels like that, but each one is a piece. Yeah. And so I feel like you could, you know, space them out that way. But, you know, that's just a little thing. 100 minutes. Where is this? Where's the 50 minute mark of this episode? What do we got? The chess game? Maybe we'll just do a part one. Part, oh. just maybe just make it full. Yeah. Yeah. Just cut down in 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Five minutes of footage from this hour and 40 minute episode. <laughs> Mostly all Rainbow Room stuff. Um, but I don't know. Is there anything we're missing? I don't think so, really. I mean, you know. I mean, the Nancy being left there, I think. That's what I mean. Barb is often this, like, the forgotten one. Other than Nancy is the only one who never forgets. And this, there's a reason why. Mm. Uh, so that's another thing that I feel like, oh, they're really, another thing that just makes you think they're time. It does bring back season one a lot, you know, like yeah. the second she was in the pool, I'm like, boom, Barb's pool. Yeah. And with, yeah, so with Barb, uh, with having to confront that, like, that's something that's always weighed on her and has been a big motivating factor. 
And that's a meta thing. But they too. know the secret. Play the music. Maybe that's when uh, Jonathan comes in. He's the, he, that's the reason why he's the one because he would know what song. <laughs> yes, they're gonna call him in California. What's her favorite song, dude? I mean, they're on their way to to, to Nina. Nina, yeah. Maybe Elle can beam it in. <laughs> but I mean, even that feels like a little bit of a meta nod because after season one, I remember people being like, "Why is there so little mention of what happened to Barb?" Even mm. though they do, but yeah, like I, I thought even that was a nice sort of way of being like, "Yeah, we're bringing everything full circle." And I thought it made that better because it's like, yeah, like a lot. You are the one who's like kind of kept her memory alive, and yet also this character has kind of uh, uh, been done a disservice by just the circumstances. True. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, we'll, we'll We're see. Two subscribers away from a million. Ooh, dang! <laughs> we have to go live right after mm. this. Uh, but yeah, I mean, with Nancy, uh, um, uh, I guess the thing to to circle back one more time is like, I I root for a love story because I feel like each of these seasons has had that element plugged in, and maybe that's the one thing that's kind of missing here is everyone's kind of in relationship turmoil, and you get that heart swell when uh, Joyce sees Hopper again, which was really lovely. Mm-hmm. But I feel like you know, I feel like they're floundering on finding a love story you can root for, whereas I feel like the previous seasons have had that for somebody or for a few people at least, and so I hope that maybe the music, you know, when when that happens could maybe because again this season is good at taking whatever i might have been griping about last time and then addressing it the next time so uh you know maybe the music and everything will bring that story into clearer focus but but uh yeah i don't know it makes sense to have nancy uh be in the clutches you know for various reasons now yeah a lot of good ensemble bits too a lot of good dustin working shit out eric is fully part of the club that's that was refreshing. Yeah. We'll see. Are... I mean, we get the next one in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Well, it's, it's not too far. Yeah, we got to check back Two in weeks. with Jonathan and them, and we also got to check back in with uh, yeah somebody else wasn't in this episode too. Uh, the, oh, the kids. We don't need to talk anymore. Evil John. dies. We tonight. gotta. We gotta. All right, guys. Set up. Hey, <laughs> subscribe. Thank you for watching. Check back in July when the show comes back and we come back, and and thank you. Love you. Bye. Bye.